Good morning, everyone. Happy Saturday. I'm so happy to be here with you live. I forgot to uh, announce that I was coming live uh, this morning. I got, I got so busy. My dog was, <laughs> my dog Happy was doing all kinds of uh, shenanigans and uh, had to deal with him. Thank you so much for joining me today. Um, I'm here every week. Uh, maybe not every Saturdays, but most Saturdays, I try to show up at uh, 9 a.m. Pacific time, 12 p.m. Eastern time to do live eaching Oracle readings and to answer your questions live. So as always, if you have a question for the I Ching Oracles, please write your question below this video, write your question, not on the chat, but below this video, and I will do a reaching oracle reading card for you next week hi sharon hi barbara hi melanie oh sharon you live in canada that's beautiful canada is a beautiful country do you live on the west coast or on the east coast i love toronto i think toronto is an amazing city vancouver is amazing uh, Barbara, where do you where do you where do you live, Barbara? Melanie, where do you live? Let me know where you are, where you live, Barbara and Melanie. Thanks for joining me. So, um, what I thought we would do before we start is do like a heart coherent, like for one minute. Let's do a heart coherence. You know, this is something that uh, my business partner Jen and I have been doing before every meeting that we do for our own heels. We do a heart coherence uh, meditation for about one minute. And then um, after the meetings, we always do prayers, you know, you know, and we uh, switch off and doing the prayers. So I want to really start off this, uh, this session with a heart coherence, mini car coherence meditation. Oh, Barbara, Ohio. Wow. East Lake, Estrella in California. Beautiful. Okay. So, um, Tennessee. Wow, Melanie. I I've been to Nashville, Tennessee only once. One of our practitioners, Tanya Smith, lives in uh, right outside. Hi, Suripo. Yes, Suripo, I know that you're from India. That I know. Okay, so let's do this. Uh, let's gather and let's do this mini heart coherence meditation so that we can be coherent. Take a few deep breaths in and out. And as you take these deep breaths in and out, focus all of your attention on your heart. You can even put your hand on the heart if you like. And focus your attention on your heart. Now, feel a regenerative emotion. It could be joy. It could be calm. It could be peace. It could be love. It could be compassion. Whatever that regenerative emotion is for you, call upon it in your heart. Feel it. Stay with it. And as you feel this regenerative emotion, 
visualize that you're in a circle holding hands with everyone in this room. And you're allowing that regenerative emotion, you're sharing that regenerative emotion with everyone in the circle. And our hearts are beating coherently. We are one. We are together. We support each other. And we love each other. And when you're ready, open your eyes. Thank you so much for sharing that moment with me. You know, what I notice is that when we do this a hard coherence at the beginning, that everything flows. You know, I, you know, like I said, my business partner, I do it. We do it with our business coach. We do this and everything flows from it. So I hope that has helped you to center yourself and to feel connected with everyone in this group. So thank you so much for joining me um, on that. And I'd like to do that. Oh, oh, you're welcome, Estrella. It was my privilege to do a prayer. I love doing prayers. I do prayers all the time. Melanie, you're great. You're close to the great Smoky Mountains. Wow. Sharon, West, oh, Manitoba. Yes. Manitoba is a beautiful place. Wow. That's amazing. That's amazing. You know, I always say that, you know, because we're all energy, we're really connected, right? It doesn't matter where you are in the world. We're really one, right? We all come from that same source energy. And when we start to recognize that and feel that in our heart, not just know it consciously, but feel it in our heart, we have so much more compassion for people's journeys. You know, I have, I've built so much more compassion and I'm not so quick to judge others because I realize that you know, we're all going through the same thing. You know, we're all trying to do the best that we can. Well, all of us, all of us, even the people that behave in a way that we don't agree with, I know that they're only doing the best that they know how, right? Because they can't operate anything beyond where they are mentally, emotionally. You can only operate based on where you are mentally, emotionally. And so, you know, this is where I start to have compassion for others. So for those of you, again, if you want, I'm going to do an Iching Oracle for a viewer named Yagamai. I don't know if Yagamai is in this room, but Yagamai, if you're not here, this is being recorded so you could watch it. And so um, if you have a qu question for the Iching Oracle that you want me to pull a card for, write your question below this video, not in the chat. Good morning, DSIB. Good morning from Houston, Texas. Wow. Yes. Good morning. So Yagamai, so let's go into the I Ching Oracle ring. So Yagamai asked, this was her question. I'm writing a novel now and not going for any other job. I'm insecure about my finances. And will my future husband support me for doing this? I feel content while writing the novel and I hope it will help people. But I'm a little bit slower than other writers. 
So she's concerned whether her future husband will support her in doing this writing, you know? Um, and so I did a meditation this morning, Yagamai, and I asked the I Ching oracles to send me the message that they want to send you about the situation. And they sent me this message, 41 decreasing, 41 decreasing. And what it says, the early Chinese character for decreasing shows a hand with a vessel. Pour out what you have in offering, however small. When you focus your faith on something higher than everyday life, it opens the flow of good fortune and your life becomes lighter and simpler. Trust your insight and persevere in your chosen direction. What do you want to make? Why do you want to make such an offering? How much is truly asked of you? And so, you know, when I pulled this card and I read, I was like, oh my God, this could not be more and more apropos for Yagamai. Because, you know, what Yagamai, you know, it feels like Yagamai is really, really going on this writing. You're going on this writing journey to sort of be on, to be on your soul's path, right? I always say that when I write, I feel the most connected to the divine when I write. I feel most connected to divine when I write. And I feel like when I, the words that come out of me, when I'm in my flow, now I get like writer's block, don't get me wrong. But when I'm in my flow, I feel like the words are coming and I'm just a channeler. The words are coming from God and I'm just channeling. I'm the pencil for God. And I feel the same way when I go on video that I'm a pencil for the divine. Now, Yagamai, obviously you're doing the writing because you're following that that soul, you're one, you have want to have the soul expression and you feel like this is something that you want that creative force to come out. And that creative force makes you, and, and as you're expressing this creative force in reflection of the divine, you feel that expansion, right? And this is why writers write because it's about having a creative force. We are creative beings and that creative force needs to be expressed, whether it's in writing, whether it's in music, whether it's in acting, whether it's in painting, whether it's creating a business, right? All of this stuff takes creative force. And when we express that creative force, that's when we feel expansion and growth, right? So each one of us has a way of expand, expressing that creative force. And this is the way that Yagamai wants to do it is through her writing, which I a thousand percent think it's a beautiful idea. Your journey and path is a beautiful journey and path. And you're doing it from, you know, a deep place, right? This is coming from a deep place. And when it comes from a deep place, I would never discourage it. You're absolutely doing what you should be doing. So what the I Ching Oracle wants you to know is that they want you to focus and have faith in the higher powers that be. Continue with your writing and have faith knowing that the universe is going to work it out for you, that you are going to be able to eat and be safe doing the writing. And you're going to attract, you know, um, if you don't have a husband now, somebody who will support that. So they want you to release that doubt. 
Release that doubt. Release that doubt. Have faith. Believe in what you are doing, that this is the right path for you. Believe in that and release that other stuff to the universe, because I'm telling you the way the universe works. And, you know, I feel like a broken record at this point. The universe brings you things that you couldn't, can't even imagine in exactly the divine timing that you need. I have had that situation happen to me so many times when I needed something and I wasn't worried so much about it. It came in the cooperative component just fell on my lap. And so what they're saying is surrender that, that part of you, surrender that fear to the universe and focus on your writing. And it's like the hand where it says, shows a hand with a vessel, pour out what you have in offering, pour out what you have in offering. What is that offering? Your offering is that writing, pour it out, pour it out. And the universe will take care of the other stuff. Pour that out. So that's the message that the I Ching oracles have for you. Pour out that offering. Let it come from that deep part of that creative force, that deep part of you. Express yourself and allow that other stuff, the finances, the husband, leave that up to the universe. You will see how it all works out. So this is what they're saying, okay? So have faith, have faith and make your faith a little bit stronger each day, each hour, each week, each month. So that's the message for the I Ching Oracles have for you, Yagamai. Okay, so thank you for that. Okay, let's see. Let's go on to some um, questions here. Good morning, Maria. Estrella. Okay, Estrella has a question here. Is energy more of telepathic can be felt wherever they are, maybe in another country? Because I'm trying to heal my mom through my deep prayers. That's a great question. Thank you so much for it. Thank you so much. Energy transcends time and space. So what does that mean? It transcends time and space. So right now, this planet that we live in is what you call a three-dimensional level. You could see things. You could touch things. You could hear things, right? You could, you could physically touch. You see physical things, right? You're, you're touching your arm. You're touching the computer. You're touching the ground. You're touching um, you know, your pet. You're touching uh, the desk. You're touching the earth, right? It's physical. That physical is subject to time, space. There's a time, right? So we have calendars, we have dates, we have tomorrow, we have yesterday, we have next month, we have next year. That's time. We operate based on time because we operate based on this level and we operate in a spatial way. Time and space. So you're moving, you're, you know, you're going with your car, you know, and you're moving through space, you know, you're walking, you're moving through space. That's all confined to this, what they call this level of consciousness, this physical time, space, consciousness level. Now there are many different levels of consciousness, 
we're living in this level right now. And our mind right now is conscious of this level. So as we start doing meditation, or even, you know, some people take psychedelics, right? Ayahuasca, whatever, you're, you're going into a different, the higher, what they call a higher consciousness level, which transcends time and space. Energy, all energy transcends time and space. So a lot of times you hear about people say, you know, when I, you know, have taken, and that's why people take psychedelics. So they could be in a different consciousness level. They get a higher consciousness level where you feel one with the universe and the universe is one with you. It's a different experience. It's a different level. It's a higher consciousness level, you know? And so when we, when our, when our, when our body leaves, when our body like, you know, what you might call death, when our body is no longer here, our consciousness, that, that soul part of us, that essence of us is still there. It's still in the higher consciousness level. It's always in the higher consciousness and never disappears. And so all energy really ultimately transcends this time and space reality. It's in a higher consciousness level, which means that if it transcends time and space, it means it's non-local. That's why when you get, when you see a really good psychic, like a really good one, good one, if you see, if you work with a really good psychic or a medium, what they're doing is they're channeling that information from that higher consciousness space. So how do they know things about the past? How do they know things that they can't see? Well, how do they know? Because this energy consciousness is non-local. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. And so all we have to do is channel that, channel that, channel that, channel that, channel that. And so this is why energy medicine, if you do like Reiki, people can do Reiki, you know, they're channeling that life force energy. It doesn't matter that somebody is in another state or country because they're pulling that person's energy in front of them. That's what they're doing because it transcends time and space. So they don't have to be in front of that person in order to do Reiki on that. I've had many sessions. I remember this one, a Reiki master, Bernard, he's amazing. And I'm doing my work throughout the day and he's doing Reiki on me. I remember one time I felt so lethargic and I texted him, hey, can you do Reiki on me? And he says, okay, I'm going to do it you know, nine, nine o'clock to nine, th- nine, it was nine p.m. to 10 p.m. He did Reiki while I was doing other things. I was on my computer reading books. The next day I felt so much better because all energy transcends time and space. So yes, prayer is the same thing. Prayer is an intention that you're sending to that person for healing. Again, the thoughts will transcend that time and space, and you're sending that energy. You're channeling that energy and sending it to your mom. And so Deep prayers are profound. Why? Because it's based on the laws of consciousness. When you, when we collectively pray for somebody, we are, we are sending, we're channeling beautiful energy and sending it to that person. Because again, energy transcends time and space. And so this is why deep prayers are so profound. This is why I pray all the time. And also, you know, there was a water scientist, uh, he's a Japanese water scientist, he did an experiment on water. And 
he took really low quality water like faucet water and he did an experiment where he had people pray over that low quality water after they prayed over that low quality water he looked at the water under the microscope and it was a beautiful it turned into a high quality water that's the power of prayer so yes do continue to do deep prayers for your mom it's a beautiful thing okay Estrella. i hope that answered your question i know sometimes these things are a little bit hard to put your mind around because it's a metaphysical thing you know we're in a physical time space realm, and sometimes it's hard to wrap our mind around the metaphysical i i get it because when i was first studying this stuff i was like oh you know and it took me some years before i it really like ding 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 it was like a lightning bolt and i got it and once i got it once it was like an aha moment i was like wow this stuff is so powerful and i became so passionate about it okay so let's go to barbara crawford the question is how do i become unstuck in life at 60 and do the things i want to feel some joy oh my barbara that is a beautiful beautiful question I think the first thing that, because I just asked the divine, what was the first thing that they want me to relate to you? And the first thing that I got was we have this conditioned belief and myth in society that when we get to a certain age, we are no, we are not of value anymore. Or we're too, or we're too old to be trained. We have this conditioned belief that our lives are over or that it's winding down or that we're not as much value to society or that we can't do this or we can't do that. This is a conditioned belief. So the first thing, Barbara, is, is stop, is to not, not release that conditioned belief that you're 60 and you can't you can't be unstuck because for 60 years, you've been a certain way. You want, to, you want to release that conditioned belief. Because let me tell you, your age right now, 60, you could be starting a new life right now, a new chapter of your life. And it could be so fabulous. But what it is, is the languaging and the conditioned beliefs that you are holding on to that A, you're 60 and, and you've been stuck for 60 years. Now think about it. If you hold on to this belief, how are you going to create a joyous life? How, how, is, the, how is that joy gonna come? Because that's always in the background. That's what's, that's what's giving you the stuckness and the block is these conditioned beliefs that do not serve you. I've seen, People, I remember Louise Hay. Louise Hay is a great classic. I don't know if you guys know Louise Hay. Barbara, I hope you know Louise Hay. Every, she's like the, the, um, the mother of inner self-development, right? Louise Hay, her book, How to Heal Your Life. She started Hay House Publications when she was 62 years old. 62 years old. And it was successful. Why? Why did she start it at 62? Because, because her beliefs, she knew that anything was possible at any age. She knew that. And she said, I'm going to start this and it's going to work out and it's going to be successful. 
At 62, she founded a company that she believed in because she knew that age did not define her, that age did not define what she could do, what she could accomplish. So that's the thing, Barbara, is you want to retrain your belief systems, retrain those things. And there's retraining in many different tools. I was talking to my husband this morning, you know, he just transferred to another job and he's never worked in that area before. He'd never worked in the space area before. And he was feeling, oh my God, how am I going to do? I never worked. I said, it's not the job because you're going to, you're going to figure it out. It's what you believe that you can do it or not. Cause you will figure if you believe that you could do it, you're going to figure it out. Tony Robbins always says, it's not the situation. It's the belief. Your beliefs will create or destroy. Because if you feel that 60 is the age and you believe that 60 is when you're going to start your life, the way Louise Hay believed, you're going to start your life. And so it begins. So I have lots of tools. I have meditations. Look through my channel. I have lots of videos talking about changing your languaging, changing the, the practices of how to train yourself, how to train your subconscious mind, how to train the way you see yourself, the way you see your life. You have to see it as infinite possibilities. And Louise Hay saw her life starting at 62 and that she could create amazing company at 62 and she did. So that's where we begin. You begin by evaluating what are these thoughts or beliefs and start writing it down, write down what those, and I have video about this. One column, you write, you write down all of your limiting beliefs, all of your conditioned limiting beliefs about your life. In the next column, write down what is possible. If you have a limiting belief that says, you know what, at 60, I can't, I'm, I, I can't do anything at 60. Put that limiting belief down. In the next column, put down a, a belief. What belief can you put down the next column? Oh, 60, I'm just starting my life. I'm just starting my life. I am starting my life. I am starting a new chapter. I am starting anew. I am excited about this. So one column, write your limiting beliefs. And the next column, write what you believe is possible because it's all possible. And then start mantraing. When you move through the day, let's say you're in the shower, mantra those things that is possible. And the, the, the reason why you mantra or say it in front of the mirror, go in front of the mirror, Barbara. Barbara, you are beautiful. Your life is starting now at 60. Your life is going to expand at 60 years old. Your life is going to expand in ways that you have never felt before. You say that in front of the mirror. You say that when you're washing the dishes. You say that when you're walking the dog. That's what you do. And that repetition, the reason, even if you don't feel it, saying it does not hurt you. Why? Because you want to recondition that subconscious mind. And it's in the repetition that you start to believe. You start to believe that. It's in, if you say it a million times a day, it's not too little. Because it's in that repetition that you start to believe in unlimited possibilities, believe that your life is anew, believe that your life is exciting. 
Okay, Barbara, I hope this has helped you. Okay, Barbara, thank you for that question. That's a beautiful question. It's a beautiful question. Uh, okay. Okay, Estrella. Estrella says she saw her doctor yesterday. They put a camera in my stomach because I think they need to see what, what the lump in my stomach. Hopefully it's not cancer. It's okay. Let's all gather our um, energies and let's do a prayer for Estrella and let's all send her healing. Dear God, angel, spirit, God, that sent a master's divine creator. Thank you so much for allowing us to have Estrella, beautiful Estrella in this room. We ask you to please bless her and her mother. We ask you to please, when she goes, when she, whatever the outcome is of what they find in her stomach, that she, that you can send some beautiful healing, golden light of love, compassion, wisdom to that area so that she can be protected and supported in whatever it is. Please allow that situation, allow the situation for Estrella to have more faith, more faith in this journey, more faith in the process, more faith and trust, and that everything happens for lessons and for expansion and growth. We ask that we, we collectively join and gather our energies of love, healing, and we send it, we send it through our hearts, through our bodies, through our intentions, through our thoughts, through our emotions, through our words. We send it all to Estrella and we ask you to please protect her, watch over her and support her in her, in her journey. We know that whatever it is that you are here for her and we call upon all of her spirit guides and our spirit guides to be here with, to be here with Estrella and to protect her and guide her. And so we thank you so much for doing this and for watching over her and providing her with all of the necessary healing, compassion, and love that she deserves and that her mother deserves. And so it is. Namaste. Okay, Estrella. Have faith. Have faith in the journey and the process, okay? Don't jump to conclusions, but we honor. We honor. We honor you and we love you, okay? Okay, Sharon has a question. How do I make peace with my past? When I was younger, and even a few years ago, I reacted pretty immaturely in the past dealing with an emotional situation where it's rather embarrassing for me to think. I had gotten influenced by someone's comment and I re reacted immaturely, which had affected my relationship with my coworkers. I still have to work with these colleagues today. I try to forget. I try to forget and make peace with those moments as I understand the past is past and what is done is done and can't be undone. And most days I don't even think about the past and I still carry out and live and deal with life as it happens. But on occasion, those embarrassing moments would randomly resurface in my mind again. I would get this feeling inside, but I just feel like I get embarrassed all over again that I wish it never happened. And I am, I am, and I am disbelieved that my former selves did that. How do I go about finding the answer on how to actually make peace and accept it? Yeah. Why am I still bothered by it? And what tools can I use to find? Okay. This is a beautiful question, Sharon. And thank you for, first of all, Sharon, I want to thank you for being so honest and so uh, forthright and and, and, and you know what, first of all, you should give yourself a lot of credit for even recognizing this. 
the fact that you even have an awareness of this, because most people wouldn't even have an awareness of this. I applaud you. Why? Because just having an awareness of it, Sharon, you're already 50, 60% there, if not more. You're already 60% there in your healing journey of this. What you just said was so incredibly mindful. It was so wise. You saw the pattern. You, you, you recognize your feeling of embarrassment, right? That's amazing. That's amazing. It's like you're your own coach. This is amazing. So first of all, give yourself a lot of credit for that. Pat yourself on the shoulder. Beautiful job of noticing that. Beautiful job of noticing that. The first thing that I want you to know that is when you have those feelings, right, of embarrassment, you want to, what you're doing is you're like slapping yourself in the hand. Sharon, no. Why are you feeling embarrassed? You should be ashamed for being, feeling embarrassed, right? Don't feel ashamed for being embarrassed. Don't slap yourself. Don't slap yourself for feeling embarrassed because that's what you're doing right now. When you have that feeling come up, the first thing you should say is, oh, okay, I have this feeling. Okay, first thing, step one, let me have compassion for myself. First of all, what I would do, even before that, I would say, Sharon, thank you for recognizing. I thank myself for recognizing that I have this embarrassing feeling. I recognize it. Acknowledge that. And thank you. And I'm, I have such an awareness of myself that I recognize it. I give myself credit for that. Step one. Step two, what you want to do is, wow, I have compassion. Compassion that I have this embarrassing feeling. And that the universe gave me embarrassing feeling for a reason. It's so that we don't do, do behaviors in the future that... Um, that is inappropriate. That's why God gave us an embarrassing feeling, right? But right now you recognize that you've been holding on to it for too long, right? It no longer serves you. So the second step is to have compassion for that embarrassing feeling. You know, Sharon, I have compassion for you for having it. It's okay to have this feeling right now. It's okay. Embarrassing feeling, it's okay. I have compassion for you. Thank you for coming up. And thank you for making me aware that I'm still holding on to this. So you want to thank it. You want to acknowledge it. You don't want to slap yourself for having those feelings because that's what you're doing. You're reprimanding yourself. So you want to thank it and acknowledge that it's there. And then you, and then you can go, then you want, one of the things that you want to do is you want to say, okay, embarrassing feeling. Um, you've done such a great job. Now, are you ready to let go? You've done such a great job. You've served your purpose. You can let go. You can let go. You don't have to be here anymore. Thank you for doing such a great job. Now you can leave. And so this is sort of because if you do, because the, the thing is, is, once you acknowledge and thank this feeling, 
then there's no resistant energy. That's what it is. What it is, is when you're reprimanding yourself, right? There's all of this angst and just not feeling good about yourself. That's resistant energy, right? How can you be, make friends with this process? That's the point is how can you make friends and be in flow of this process of letting it go? Because you want it to be in flow, not resistance, but you want to be in flow of letting it go beautifully, gently, that you've done your job. Thank you so much. And so that's the way to deal with that. Don't reprimand yourself. Don't say, Sharon, what are you doing? Have compassion for yourself. Thank yourself for being aware of it. And then say, wow, your job is done now. You can leave. Thank you. You can leave. And practice that. It may not happen the first try. Because you know what I'm saying? It takes practice. And keep practicing that over and over again. Practice acknowledging, thanking, having compassion for yourself. And giving yourself credit that you recognize this. Practice that. Because what you've been practicing is reprimanding yourself. That's what you've been practicing. I want you to practice that you are fab, that you are self-aware, wise, compassionate, beautiful person. That's what I want you to start practicing. Compassion for yourself. That you are smart that you will have this awareness rather than reprimanding yourself. So that reprimanding is what makes you feel unstable. It doesn't make you feel good. But if you do it that way, then there's a flow. There's peace. There's no, there's, there's, you're taking away that resistant energy. Okay. So I hope that helped you, Sharon. Okay. It's okay, Sharon. I get it. You, you needed to, uh, you did, you did need to, uh, because you need you needed to it's it's okay that it was long because you were trying to express yourself and it was a, you expressed yourself beautifully so it's okay so we appreciate you Sharon and you but I we want you to appreciate yourself the most Barbara you do know her okay great Louise Hay beautiful example and you know Louise Hay if you know her childhood story she was abused sexually mentally emotionally she came from the worst childhood the worst childhood and that's why she became such an incredible coach because because of that childhood she knew she had to fix her own life and she had to make that inner change so she doesn't have resentment she doesn't have anger she doesn't have bitterness as you know louise hay is the most loving person never judged anybody and how do you become that person when you had such a traumatic childhood with, where people abused you sexually, mentally, emotionally, where they abused you? How do you become that person? It's that inner transformation. She started to see things differently. She started to, and she, once you start to see, and this is where those of you who've never taken Landmark, I don't know if any of you have taken Landmark. Landmark is a program so that you could start to see things in infinite possibilities, your beliefs, you start to see things that everything is possible. You shift your beliefs, you change it in a profound way. 
And so uh, Louise Hay started to see the world differently. And she started to see herself. She started to see herself with so much unconditional love. And so because she started to have unconditional love for herself, she was able to give unconditional love to others and even to those who did harm by her. You know what I'm saying? That's called real expansion and growth right there. So she's a great inspiration for you. You're welcome. Peace to you. Love yourself. I love that. See, I love that name. Love yourself because that's what it's all about. It's about loving yourself. And Louise Hay always said, if you loved yourself unconditionally, you would solve about 80% of the problems in your life. That's what she always said. You would solve about 80% of the problem if you just loved yourself. That in and of itself is so powerful. That energy is so healing. It's beyond healing. So that's what it is, is to love yourself. Love yourself, Barbara. And Estrella and Sharon and Cod. Mystic Star. Hi, Mystic Star. You're welcome, Estrella. You're welcome. Okay. You're welcome, Sharon. Okay. Cod Woke. What are your thoughts on healing yourself through the Ho'oponopono mantra? You know, I'm a huge Ho'oponopono fan. Huge. I have two videos about Ho'oponopono. I don't know if, Cod, if you saw these videos, I have a guided meditation and the concept of Ho'oponopono. Let me, let me get that for you. But um, I have, I have, I'm a huge fan of Ho'oponopono. The reason why, and I'm going to give you the links to these videos where I talk. One of the videos is, um, is a guided meditation. And the other one, the first one I just sent you is about Ho'oponopono. And I have a Ho'oponopono guided meditation that is actually a, is very popular. A lot of people um, listen to this guided meditation, this Ho'oponopono guided meditation. Um, the reason why I love Ho'oponopono so much is because, um, because it's everything that I believe in, which is that here, let me, let me send you the link to this guide, Ho'oponopono guided meditation. Um, Cause uh, it's very popular, this guided meditation. Uh, Ho'oponopono meditation. Okay, here it is. Here's the link to the guided meditation. Uh, the reason why um, Ho'oponopono is healing is because when you um, repeat those specific sentences, I love you, I'm sorry, please forgive me, thank you. Or it could be, um, I love you, I apologize, please forgive me, thank you for being in my life so I may love you. That's another version of it. Uh, that's another version of it. When you repeat these words, what's happening is you're clearing out the stuff within yourself that's that's giving you, so like, for example, if somebody shows up nasty in front of you, let's say you're walking the dog and somebody says something nasty to you and you're like, what happened? Why, why did this person show up nasty when I'm, I'm walking my dog and I'm peaceful, right? You, and then most people would blame the other person, right? That that person is nasty and unhappy and, uh, 
it's they're blaming that person that you're not blaming yourself and ho'oponopono the concept of this this powerful uh, spiritual practice is that anything that shows up in your outer world experience shows up because of your inner world this outer world experience is just a movie that's playing that's a reflection of your inner world and so what they're saying is, is this person that just showed up while you were walking your dog peacefully and they were so nasty showed up because you, this angry person showed up because you're still holding on to anger somewhere deep inside, some in your subconscious mind that you're not even aware of. You're not consciously aware that you will have anger within you that you're still holding on to. And that, and this person is just showing you that. And so when you do this mantra, you're asking the help of the divine to help you release that part of you that you share with that other person. For example, anger. If that guy showed up with anger, that person is showing you that you're, you still have anger, that you're not even conscious, that you're holding on to in the, maybe the deeper subconscious mind. And so doing that mantra is helping you release that anger. That's why you do the Ho'oponopono. So if, if, you, if, you, if you have zero anger, let's say you've released it and you have zero anger, what happens is that, that no, people like that cannot show up in, in front of you. People will like that will, that man will either show up in a nice way or he won't show up at all because you have zero anger. So if you have zero anger in you, there's no way angry people can show up. And that's the laws of the universe. That's the laws of the universe. That the universe, this, this, this movie is just a reflection of what's going on in the inside of you. And so you mantra that to clear yourself so that this, you could shift the outer world. You have to shift the inner world in order to shift your outer world. And this is why I love Hoa Pona Pono. It's a powerful thing. And I highly, highly recommend and use that meditation. I'm telling you, it's very popular. A lot of people use it. And, and, and so that is the premise of why you heal yourself. Not only do you heal yourself, you actually will heal the other person. You'll help to heal the other person. Because what the divine does is divine pulls it from you and then pulls it from the other person. So it's a very powerful modality. Very, very powerful. And, and the guy, Dr. Hugh Len, who was one of the original proponents of Ho'oponopono, I mean, he learned it from a little small Hawaiian spiritual lady. He learned it from her. He has a, he has a PhD in psychology. And he said, he was hired, and this is a true story. This is a true story about Ho'oponopono. What happened was he was practicing Ho'oponopono for many years, and he has a PhD in psychology or whatever, but none of that stuff really mattered. He realized that this stuff was very profound. The Ho'oponopono was so profound, and he started practicing it in his life. And then one day he got hired by a criminal ward with a lot of criminals, insane people. And it's a hospital of basically what you would call crazy people. And this hospital was so toxic. The walls were peeling. They couldn't keep any employee for even a month. 
and the, the place was so toxic. I mean, the energy was so low vibrational frequency in this hospital because the patients, the employees, it was horrible. And so they hired Dr. Hu Len to be the director of this hospital. And so he said, okay, these people are showing up in my experience because I have things that I'm sharing with them. He's, sharing, he's basically acknowledging that he's sharing things with the criminals, with the insane. That's what he's acknowledging. Because he said, if I didn't hold on to, if I didn't share some of those things, they would never come into my experience. So what did Dr. Hulen know? Because he's been practicing Ho'oponopono for many years. He would sit in his office just looking at the, uh, the patient's files. He would just read it. He wouldn't even meet the patients. He would never meet the patient. And he said that he could have done the same thing at his house, but he did it at the office because he felt that because they were paying him, he had to show up. But he could have done the same thing at the office, in his home. He didn't have to be there. So as he was reading the patient's file and reading all of the stuff that they did, right? The criminal activities, what you would call not cellular behavior, you know, bad behavior, things would come up for him internally. And he would call upon the whole opponent. He would call upon the whole opponent to have it released from me, release it from me. And as he did this and he cleared himself, you know what happened? Each patient started to get discharged. Each patient started to get discharged. So after some few months, every patient got discharged except like two patients. Two patients got transferred to another place. Because as he was releasing, as he was calling upon the divine to release it from him, the divine released it from the patient. That's how powerful this stuff is. It's so powerful. So yes, if you just did Ho'oponopono, if you just did that, you would be in great shape. You will see how your life shifts. If you just did that, if you just said, you know, I love you, I'm sorry, please forgive me, thank you. I, you know, I apologize, um, I, I, apolo I apologize, please forgive me. Uh, thank you for being my life. So may I love you. I love you. I apologize. Please forgive me. Thank you for being my life. So I may love you. I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. I mean, these are the mantras. Let me tell you that alone would just cleanse everything here. And then your outer world experience would change. That's how, that's how beautiful this modality. Okay. Luluian. Lululian, is did am I saying your name right? Healing is bringing. Uh -huh. Lululian Wardanov. Okay, thank you for joining us. Thank you for joining us. I hope that um, I, this is the first time that I'm seeing you here. I don't know where you live or where you're from. Share it with us. Anybody? Oh, Cod, I don't even know where you live. Oh, Mystic Star, I don't know where you live either. So I'd love to know where you guys live and where you're from. Thank you so much for joining. Like I said, okay, again. If you have an Iching question for the Iching Oracle that you want me to pull a card for, and I'll do it next week, please at, place your question in 
in the comment section below this video, below this video, not in the chat, below this video. And I will pull a card for you for next week. Okay. Yes. You know, Kata, it is, it is incredible. And it's a true story. And the reason why Dr. Hugh Len got noticed was because the people in the staff talked about him. He wasn't, he didn't go out. He never went out to press. The people in the staff talked about him to other people in the press. And then people said, oh, we've got to be in touch with this guy and figure out how he did this. He didn't go out to press on his own. He never, he never sought out fame. He never sought out publicity for what he did. Never. It was the people around him when they saw the results, they were so, they were so, uh, they were so like in awe. They, they couldn't believe it. They couldn't believe it. And so they talked about him because they couldn't believe the results. It was incredible. But that's how it works. Ho'oponopono is really following the laws of the universe. What is the laws of the universe? That whatever shows up in your life is showing up because of your internal world. That's what the laws of the universe is. So if you want to shift anything in your life, you got to shift your internal world. If you want to shift any, whether it's health, whether it's money, whether it's career, whether it's relationship, you got to shift that internal world. And there's so many ways and tools to do that. I do rituals. I do the moon circle ceremony. I, I ring my bell. I do things that allow me to be present with my soul. So whether it's you know, having a puja, lighting my candle, I mean, tapping into the five elements of the of Chinese medicine, yin, yang, water, earth, you know, doing a moon circle to help me um, leverage the power of the moon. Everything is energy. And all of these modalities that we use and employ, having a different mindset, to start speaking words and phrases that empower me because everything is energy. Your thoughts are energy. Your emotions are energy. Words are energy. There's nothing that is not energy. And so what are the tools that each one of us can employ at different times? I don't use the same tools every day. I use different tools. One day I might do a moon cycle. Another day I might just light a candle. Another day I will ring. Another day I might do mantras. Another day I might, you know, I do, I do meditations regularly. I do prayers regularly, but I employ different tools for different time periods. All of these tools are for us to shift that inner world so that we can be in the flow of who we are and then be in flow with the universal forces that can bring you everything. And so what's getting in the way of our abundance in health, money, career, business, and relations? What's giving, getting in the way is not anything that's happening outside of us. It's happening what's inside of us. It's the blocks that we, that we have. It's the conditioned beliefs that do not serve us that we continue to hold on to. Just like Barbara's conditioned belief is I'm 60 and, my, and I'm stuck and I've been stuck for 60 years old. Well, if you keep holding on to that, you will be stuck. You've got to say, Louise, hey, Louise, hey, 62. Wow, my life is starting. I could build a business now. That's, that's, that's a different energy. That's a shift. And when you make that shift, the universe will only mimic that shift, right? Because the universe is just a reflection of where you are at internally. So if you make this internal shift, the universe will do it, will make that external shift for you. 
That's a powerful creator. That's a powerful manifester. That's how you create and manifest the life that you desire. You've got to make the internal shift. And I'm going to be a broken record about this over and every video that I put out. Do I ever put out a video that is not about some type of internal shift? Do I ever put out a video that's not about something to do with an internal thing? No. Every single video I have, whether it's the moon circle, whether it's, you know, uh, three tools to release, uh, to not hold, to protect your energy. All of the tips are internal, right? It's, it's for you. It's for you to make that shift. It's for you to take control over your life, to take full responsibility for your life. And then you will see how the outer world shifts for you. So I'm never going to change that message. That message is so profound in so many ways that that message will never change. It will always. And my thing is that every single one of you, every single one of you, Cod, Cece, hi, Cece, Mystic Star, Sharon, Saripa, you know, every single one of you have the ability to make that internal shift and feel the unlimited potential that each one of you are. Feel that unlimited potential that each one of you are. That is your truth. Empower yourself to feel that. Say, I am unconditionally worthy. I, my life is starting right now. I can do anything at any age. I can figure it out. I am creative. I am resourceful. I can trust in the infinite wisdom of the universe. I can I, I am good enough. I am the perfect image of God. And therefore, I have infinite potential for anything to manifest. You know, this, that internal shift is what, and, and to really believe that you want to get to a state where every cell in your body feels that. Because now that's a frequency that you're broadcasting out into the universe and the universe is matching it. That's what it's doing. It's matching it. And so this is the reason why that I want every single one of you to be able to see how amazing you really are. But it starts with self-love and compassion. Instead of constantly, you know, slapping ourselves. And I've done this many times where I'm like, Mom, why did you do that? I slapped myself. Instead of doing that, we slap ourselves all the time. No, 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 no. I want start to have compassion. Stop slapping yourself. And say, you know what? The fact that you had an awareness of this, like Sharon, you had an awareness that you're feeling embarrassed. You should say, well, I acknowledge myself for having that awareness. That was so wise. Wow, what an amazing awareness I had. Start complimenting yourself. Start having compassion for yourself. And there are times when, yes, you might have that embarrassing feeling and, and, and you acknowledge it and you thank it. I'm not telling you, I'm not asking you to, throw things under the rug. That's not what I'm asking you. I said, acknowledge it and thank it. But then you allow it to release. You're not holding on to it for 60 years, because if you hold on to it 60 years, then your life is going to be stuck for 60 years. You acknowledge it and thank it, and then ask it to release that the job is done and it's released. And then you can move on. And then you see this expansion. It works. I've seen it in my life. I've seen it in so many people's lives. Try it. 
Try it. Be good to yourself. Be good to yourself. You are worthy. You are unconditionally worthy. You are unconditionally lovable. You are unconditionally worthy. You are unconditionally lovable. Okay, so let's, uh, oh, it's 10.02. So I got to, that's right. That's true. Internal shift can change your genetics and repair. It is so true. That is very true. This is a physical thing. It does. It can. It can change your genetics. Because genetics is, it's all energy, right? Everything is in it. There's nothing that is not energy. So when you start doing this work in a profound way, it could even change and make those shifts because genetics is all based on energy and energy can go up. The frequency can go up or down. There's nothing that, that energy does not, if you direct that energy, it will go up or it will go down, right? Energy is constantly moving. Energy does not stop moving. So everything can be directed because genetics is, is just energy. That's all it is. That's all it is. Okay, so let's, uh, let's do a closing prayer, everyone. Again, let's gather ourselves and let's, uh, focus, let's focus ourselves in our heart. And let's focus ourselves in self-love and self-worth. Dear God, angels, spirit, God, divine, ascended masters, all entities of the highest orders, please, we call upon you to be here with us. Thank you so much for allowing us to open this wonderful space with these beautiful souls in this room, beautiful souls in this room. Well, show them to their own infinite potential, infinite awakening. We call upon you to allow the beautiful light of pink rose quartz light to penetrate into every cell, every tissue, every organ and body so that we can have and feel that unconditional self-love, unconditional self-worthiness, unconditional self-confidence that each one of us is endowed to have. And that any conditioned beliefs, limiting conditioned beliefs that we do, that do not serve our lives, we release it and surrender it to your infinite wisdom, that that is not the truth of who we are, that the truth of who we are is this unconditionally lovable, unconditionally worthy being of infinite possibilities, of infinite potential. Allow us to feel that beautiful pink healing light so that we can return home to our eternal truth of unconditional worthiness and unconditional um, love. And we know that this journey and this time-space reality, this physical plane journey, everything that we have, every experience that we have, Every experience that we have is an opportunity for growth and expansion. And allow us to call upon the whole Ho'oponopono mantra. I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. Allow us to call upon that Ho'oponopono mantra to clear things that do not serve us, to clear lower, to clear lower vibrational frequencies that do not truly serve us. And as we clear this, that you, we are shown in our physical outer world manifestations, all so much abundance that you have waiting for us, abundance in money, career, businesses, relationships. We know that it's all infinite possibilities in our lives. So we thank you so much for continuing to be with us on this journey and holding our hands during this journey, holding our hands so that we may be supported, that we may receive messages that are so wise, that are so expansive, that are so life-changing and that our faith, 
each day, each hour, each week, each month, each year gets a little bit stronger, a little bit stronger each day, each hour, each week, each month. And that we continue on this journey of growth and expansion. And we have faith and trust in the infinite, infinite, infinite power of you and the universe. And so it is. Namaste. We'll see you next week. Much love and blessings to you. Have a beautiful week. 